0: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. I'm Mel.
2: I'm Philip. I'm Tim.
3: In a previous episode, we had Mr. Philip Wang and Mr. Timothy Huang join us as two ABB guests in their 30s. Uh, where we were able to have some discussions about the difference of being in your 20s versus your 30s. Today, we're going to dive into a couple of other topics. Last time, we discussed career and lifestyle. Uh, Today, we're going
0: to talk about dating and love. Oh, crack. (laughs) For the record, Tim is from SF. He's down here for a weekend. So, we wanted to record two episodes in one night. We took a break for dinner and we also took a shot of Hennessy. So, with that said, we might sound a little less uh, sophisticated than the last episode. But much more fun. That's the mood for
3: this episode. (laughs) Amazing. In case
2: people are. Hi, this is Philip. I'm not drunk. Um, Yet. In case people are only tuning in for this episode but didn't tune in to the previous, Tim, who are you? Why Uh. are you here? Great question. So
1: my name is Tim. I'm friends with Phil as well as Janet from college. And uh, essentially, I got invited to be on this panel slash conversation and super excited about that. Uh, From the SF Bay area, 37, pharmaceutical marketing executive. Uh, My my sign is I'm a Sagittarius and um, I've always loved coming down to LA. So it was perfect timing to get
2: together and be part of this conversation. And how old are you, Tim?
0: He He already said, Tim needs another shot. You don't.
2: (laughs) No, so, yeah, Tim Tim is, like, the corporate guy, but also the fun guy. He is. He's a great balance of both.
0: Yeah, I
3: agree. I think that's why, that's
2: why he's a guest here, right? And he's yes.
0: single, y'all.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you want to let our listeners know where to find you online just right now in case they want to look while they're listening? On TikTok? Sure. <laughs> On TikTok. <laughs> I don't
2: know if that's the best place for people to have their first impression. Or maybe it's the perfect place. Could be.
1: Mm. Well, I'll share my Instagram handle. How about that? It's <laughs> at fonghuang, F-O-N-G. Hwang, F-O-N-G. H W A N G. You can find lots of fun content there about me.
0: Did you spell it?
2: <laughs> just in case. You know, you know why? You know why Tim and I are just such great friends? Is because Fong Huang was his AIM screen name, his AOL Instant Messenger screen name. Wang Fu Phil, which it was also mine, and we both have oh. kept the same screen name, handle, whatever you want to call it, through all these years. Wow. Yeah. you know what that means? That means we picked really good branding. We did. We're very confident and proud of our branding extremely proud none of us
1: chose asian little prince one exactly. fourth we
2: were we were above that back then
1: yeah
0: i feel offended me too be <laughs> we we were, were extremes all the way okay we
2: basic like that
3: <laughs> okay let's dive into some questions about dating uh so when it comes to dating either if you are single now and you're dating or when you were dating is age a factor for you were you attracted to younger women, older women, women of the same age?
1: I think in my 20s, I was definitely not as open to dating someone older than me. Mm. Um, as I'm in my 30s, I'm much more open in general to, you know, different ages, uh, different women. And it's more about, for me, like life experience of what they've done previously or want to accomplish. Not just like the number of their age. So that's how mm. it is for me. But oh. how,
2: how far would you go? You were 37. How far older would you go?
1: Um, maybe like four years. Four years. Four years
2: years up. On the opposite end, probably like nine years.
3: Mm. Can I ask, is the four years plus because it's four years older than you or because of the specific age of 41?
1: Um, More for the fact that I think, uh, in my experience, the four years older is a good range where we still have like some common interests and Mm. have similar goals. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe a little bit older, they uh, may have moved on to a different phase in their life. Or
2: you're 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 at five years, like that's like, a cutoff point of like you're kind of in a different generation in some mm. sense, like mm. not like full generation, but like you you weren't even in the same high school range, right? So like you're when you were in, a freshman in high school, they were already in college. So like your your perceptions of like life are going to mm. be pretty different from a early on age, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But then going younger, you don't mind nine years. To me, it's more about <clears throat>
1: so again, I'm 37, right? So nine years would be 28. To me, 28 is a good cutoff of having established their career know kind of like what they want to do next versus maybe trying to figure things out i don't really think as a 37 year old i want to be guiding that process yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: it's like a mel
2: <laughs> wait so yes it is like a mel in fact this is actually a broadcasted first date <laughs> <laughs> with guys like you 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 have the, this whole thing like four years is a good amount of time to have, still be like have things that you relate to and everything but for women what like can women have that same feel like for that for that let's say for that girl who's 9 years younger than you right mm-hmm. what if she feels the same way like i can't go more than 4 years because of the same reason that's legitimate right mm-hmm. or or do you think the whole thing of like us relating to things within a certain number of years matters less to women
3: owen's looking at me
2: <laughs> basically why do you think that that matters to guys but maybe matters less to women
3: like that there needs to be a re- relatability thing
4: or
2: Or that the age that the age range matters
3: i
0: mean what's your age range on your dating apps
3: mine i will go older into the 40s and then younger i i will only go about two years younger than me
0: same i put two years younger and then i went up six years and i think that is is it because women mature much faster than men so for example tim Minus nine, because he's like, I relate to twenty eight year old versus for <laughs> <laughs> So
2: so yeah, you guys actually meet in the middle. Like a twenty eight year old like female might actually be like already like mature enough in her thirties, and you are an immature thirty year old <laughs> versus
0: for women, so like for you two, out, for, for yeah. you to say like two years less, you know. You're, that, giving, that. you're giving
2: that guy the benefit of the doubt that that's a mature... Yeah. That's a mature... Yeah. Yes.
3: No, I guys. agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think... I mean, for women, I wonder also if there's a thing where like looking for an older man is more... I don't want to say socially acceptable, Mm, but I I think it is. But also, there's probably a reason behind it, right? For the woman, for what she's looking for, for a stable home. Mm. Um, For a man, I would assume that if you wanted kids or a family, that's why I asked, was it four years or 41? Because you're also thinking about the viability Mm. of that woman to be able to have Mm. kids, right? Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's
2: a good point also in terms of the maturity too. Like, I agree. I think men are less mature or mature slower. And so it does take them to reach a certain age before they are at a place in their lives or in their heart or minds where they are ready to settle down. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, it's funny, when I Google this, I Googled this recently, I don't know why, but I think there is a difference between, like it's two to nine years of a difference and, Damn, and that's, that's exactly rage. what huh. has been stated here, right? Mm. Two to nine years of a difference for boys to mature to level of where women are. Right. Oh wow!
2: I mean, I think most guys always imagine yes, they, they should be either your age or younger. So I think that was kind of where I was at. But I think what I relate to what Tim said is obviously if, if Helen and I weren't together, um, if I was in my 30s, I would definitely not want to go too too far down into the 20s because the main thing is I'm I would be over trying to teach. Mm -hmm. my partner or whatever right if anything i think for guys like i think when you're in your 20s you actually get a you actually like feel good when you can teach someone or when when you feel like you have some kind of um dominance dominance Mm -hmm. or or experience over Mm -hmm. uh over your partner i think i think as you get older you actually appreciate when your partner is like someone that is your equal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and can actually teach you things right and and I think that comes with confidence whereas like when you're younger like you feel like maybe out of your own insecurities you need to show off to this girl right. or you need to be able to yeah teach her things but later on when you're more confident you're like yeah, I don't know but you're an expert I want to celebrate you I want to learn from you I mm-hmm. think that's cool
3: mm-hmm. That's an interesting perspective that it takes a, a certain level of humility for a man to be with an older woman
2: or to, yeah or just like a more mature woman yeah. Yeah, or yeah. A, yeah.
3: well
0: let's talk about more general dating. What is the difference between dating in your 20s versus your 30s? And has your type changed throughout the years?
1: For me, I think in my 20s, it was definitely about this Hollywood-style romance, you know, getting swept up in the emotions, and there's like a, you know, a rainstorm, and you get caught in an alleyway, and then, oh, a a girl gets caught too, and you share an umbrella, like this, like, weird, Mm -hmm. you know, image of what a a relationship or dating should be like. I've definitely chased that, and I've learned a lot along the way. I think in my 30s, Um, It is more a little bit about finding that partnership, right? Someone that you feel like um, has lived a degree of life already um, but can still challenge you as well as compliment you in that kind of next phase of knowing yourself a little bit more, right? And building something together versus you impress me, I impress you, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where things have evolved between my 20s and my 30s. It's
0: like she shows up with an umbrella.
1: Yes. Be responsible bring your own <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <laughs> don't just expect the umbrella like, to be there, like, there for didn't you head. check the weather <laughs> I, would, I would actually it's kind of sad actually like if i was with my girlfriend and we were traveling somewhere and they didn't bring an umbrella i would be like why didn't you check <laughs> i i agree i think i think when you're younger you base things off of like media you base things off of like your ideals and i clearly put that into like even my own work and everything but i feel like i was always pretty realistic about love i think even just in the shorts I, I had, there were like a lot of bittersweet endings and there was like a lot of sadness. When I was younger, I tried to create those romantic moments a lot more because I thought that that's what was true love. Like if you, ha- you had to have these cutesy things, you had to have these big acts. And it's funny because like Helen like teases me or or laments that, oh, I don't do enough like of those cutesy things anymore or as much. But it's like, like that's that's all like a facade if it's not backed by, you know, real understanding of your emotions and, and, and who you are, right? So, as I've now in my thirties and now in this relationship, it's it's like much more confident that hey, I don't need to do those those like things. Mm, I don't
0: know but... about that. <laughs> about that, y'all. And we self justification.
2: It... <laughs> it's just it's just different now. I think I think the love is shown in a different way. And mm-hmm. and I said this maybe I said this earlier, but younger younger me was all about like what do you give me, and what, how do you how how is our love mm-hmm. being shown through what you are to me versus now. I don't think I've ever shown anyone as much love as I have Helen. Aww. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. Not through the,
0: not, not through the showy
4: ways, apparently. <laughs> not,
2: not through Not through like rainy umbrella holding.
4: <laughs> no, but I do have a comment about this because um, just speaking of you two real quick, um, we oh, were gosh. in Cabo. Actually, all of us were in Cabo back a few years ago and for I my remember, 30th birthday yeah for Helen's thirtieth, and Phil planned it and then I remember Wes saying to us like I know Helen's special because I don't think Sully really did this for anyone else oh yeah
2: I planned Cabo and he, he mentioned
4: him. and then Wes mentioned that and I was like oh shit like, yeah that's a good point
2: I forgot that I planned Cabo this girl's always making me like you don't do these things and then, like I'm always like struggling to think of all the, like, the things that I've done and you know what is? I do so many things. I even forget the things that I do. Like planning Cabo for us. What
0: else? See, you're going to do
2: <laughs>
0: Cabo was a great trip. That was maybe like one of the best trips great. that we had. Cool. That That's a good trip. <laughs> Thank you for planning that.
4: All right. I want to talk to you 30-year-old men. I have, a, I have a gripe. I am interested in men who are in their 30s. That is my age range. But I'm noticing that a lot of guys in their 30s still don't want to commit. And I think for me, it was kind of shocking because I was be like, oh, I thought at this age... That's the time maybe people want to settle down, start a family. But I don't know if you guys like have friends are in their thirties and don't want to commit. Like, what is the thought behind that? Or if it maybe you guys don't want. It. No, you guys do want to commit. But like, well look, like,
2: yeah, let's talk to Tim. He's thirty seven. What's <laughs> going right on? Yeah.
4: Yeah, Tim.
1: Um, I think if I were to oversimplify, it comes down to uh, how you prioritize things in your life. Why don't you prioritize and commit to? It, well, hold on, let me get there in a second. <laughs> you might prioritize uh, your career. Hmm. You might prioritize your free time you know, to do whatever you want. Um, You might prioritize even things with your own family, right? You might have a family situation where you're really investing in taking care of them. It also within relationships, you might prioritize the wrong things, right? Mm. So while you may be looking for a partner, you might be emphasizing you know, these other factors that actually don't lead you to the right person. Like I just wanna have kids. Yeah, or um, I just wanna have someone who's fun to travel with, right? Right, Fun to have experiences with. Or we have the same hobbies. Right. And it's not to say those things can't come into play, but I think there does come a core of, you know, a number of characteristics that do ladder to a commitment and you have to align on those things. So it's either you not defining those things for yourself and hence looking for those things. Or when you're in a relationship, you're not investing on working on those things together. I think those it could be any any mix of what I'm talking about in terms of prioritization that prevents you from either finding the right person or actually settling down with the right person. But then I
2: would I would say that. You know, you're you're bringing up like, oh, some people might prioritize the wrong things in a relationship, but it could also be that some people have realized, hey, I'm willing to let some of those other things go as long as I have this, right? Yeah. So they're, I think settling is the wrong word, but it's compromise. like they they compromise or they know what they are willing to compromise yeah. and they're okay with it, right? So for you then to still be single at 37, like what what of those things is it then? I'll
1: be honest, I think I did prioritize my career a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, there were many years within recent years where I traveled every two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I dated women who we had good chemistry we were were interacting well and they were looking for a very day to day commitment. Like I want to see you, I want to be on the phone with you, whatever it may be. But if I was juggling being on a plane or getting my work done, still balancing time with my family and my friends, where did she fit in that mix? Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, I think my priority and investing in a relationship wasn't matching what i was saying, right? My actions weren't following through. That's one example. Mm-hmm. Um another thing is again, maybe i put too much of emphasis on one characteristic and put it really and you high can, and you just can't find it. Or or it was the wrong thing, mm-hmm. right? It might have been a really good easy thing for me to find someone attractive, but it actually wasn't a good thing in terms of making a relationship work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um i actually think about, you know, going back to this idea of your 20s and your 30s. Most couples I talk to that meet in their 20s and make it, they get married or they keep going into their 30s, they will undoubtedly say, we evolved together and we talked about it. It wasn't like, oh, you magically became this person that I stayed attracted to. Yeah, it was yeah. like we, we talked through it over yeah. the years that we kept aligning. And by keep that al- keeping that alignment, our priorities stay at the top um, in the same way. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps the relationship going, right? Mm -hmm.
2: And that takes a lot of maturity in both partners to be able to do that, you Mm -hmm. know, to That's why I think, like, you know, what you said, and I, I completely agree, like, when you get to the place where you're ready to commit to someone, it is about finding more of, like, a business partner almost (laughs) rather than rather than just like
0: so romantic
2: (laughs) i'm sorry like but like in order to do this whole this constant negotiation essentially of like hey i'm different now why aren't you different with me hey you're different i don't want to be there it's literally negotiating mm-hmm. through the rest of your life like how to live together and how to be a team right so the emotions obviously have to be there and obviously attraction should be there but like it's just as important to find that kind of place to meet mm-hmm. to talk about these things right i think to answer your question though it's a number of things like why guys aren't ready to commit i think it's some things that tim said for me as someone who has committed by by their mid-30s it wasn't like this snap of the fingers like, oh, I'm ready to commit, Mm -hmm. right? I think every man is going through something internal um, and it could be family-based. It could be previous relationships. um, It could be their own like psychology, whatever. But there's always some kind of baggage that I think does prevent um, people from committing. Yes, on the surface, you could say, oh, that guy just likes to be a playboy. That's Mm -hmm. why he's not committing. But there's a reason why he's Mm -hmm. being a playboy, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes like getting to the bottom of that it's obviously very difficult to, to uncover that if you're just meeting someone brand new. But mm-hmm. like if, if, if it's someone that you've been with for a very long time and they're just not committing or they're not ready. And let's say you've been dating for like seven years, then you got to figure out like, okay, what's really going on here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you're not that you're not ready, right?
0: Well, going back to Tim, I feel like, you know, you've been on several dates. Do you feel like you're at an age right now where you're just trying to, like, you're calibrating to this, like, one person, this ideal person in your mind, and you kind of, like, see the characteristics, and it's, like, a quick turnoff, because maybe it's, like, so many different experiences that have now jaded you into this, like, quick judgment, like, I'm pretty sure she's not going to be the right one, because I've, come across someone just like her before like is it getting more and more difficult because you've been on so many
1: you, you know, remind before? me of a girl <laughs> i think it's kind of both sides of the coin i think in some circumstances the more you date the more you figure out those things that actually matter to you and it's up to you to make those deliberate in talking about them with when you meet someone for the first time mm-hmm. or seeking that out on the flip side i think there are things that yes you feel like man, I still prioritize this thing or I still value this thing and I haven't found that right kind of fit. Um, Where I've personally landed is that um, I don't really go in with like a type. I think there are characteristics I care about. But I think through learning someone I can be pleasantly surprised and that was something for me that I had to change mm. right I was much more like I got to find this like like configuration and I think that slowed me down right it actually made me go after all the wrong women mm. for a number of years mm-hmm. so you know again I think yes you can be a little jaded yes you can be a little bit exhausted but hopefully when you're dating you're actually learning more about how much you do care about something that eventually it does become a little more kind of like solid or clear for yourself. Mm-hmm.
2: That's how I kind of think about it. Do you feel like it's getting more solid and clear for you?
1: It is, and I actually think what I've learned outside of like finding that characteristic is more about me putting the effort in to finding that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example, like I love the experience of dating. I love planning first dates and doing things that are fun in the city that you know would maybe surprise someone, right? Oh, we're not just getting drinks, like I planned this event for us. Mm-hmm. I still love that right but one thing i've learned about myself is that if i only focus on that i'm easily then distracted by the experience i'm actually not learning about that person in yeah. depth mm. so i've actually wasted more time you're right? doing
2: you're doing it just to satisfy your your desire to be that guy that shows them a fun interesting time
1: and 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 having that you know magical moment right talking right. about that romantic kind of scene right, right. Mm. and i'm not saying you can't be romantic but i think if you consciously know you want to find out these things about a person you will integrate it into conversation maybe even put yourselves into situations where you'll see these things happen right maybe this is like a little too intense but you know i think a lot of women and men think about like kids and what i want to be with someone who loves kids maybe you can see them in a family or kid environment while you're dating and you can kind of notice like they might say they like kids but at the family picnic, oh, they run away from the like little toddler <laughs> oh, yeah. that's chasing them, right?
0: <laughs> on the first date, Tim's like, let's go to this children's playground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if that's not creepy, I don't know what is. it so. is. Um, again, when you make conscious decisions to seek these things out, right. I do think your dating process becomes more deliberate. Yeah. And I think that's where things change.
3: I would definitely agree with that. I think that I can relate to the experience of liking to go on dates just to go on dates. And then... Oftentimes, like, if I hang out with someone, even if I'm not interested in them as a partner, like, I'll know within five seconds. But I'm like, I've committed to this night, so we're just going to have a good time. Mm. That's someone who's dating to date and not dating for a partner. Mm. So I think it definitely does take a conscious shift. Um, and I, I struggle still with doing well, that. Well, I think between
0: but... the two of you, at what age? Because I feel like this is a, a very much like a 20s versus 30s thing. Mm. 20s, you're, like, just expecting your goddess or your knight in shining armor or whoever to just, like, land on your lap, right? And now you're, like, you're making concessions and you're, you're like compromising or you're just more open to experience and not being so stuck on like it has like this person's just gonna fall in my lap yeah. at, what, at what age did that sort of switch for you
2: i don't think it's necessarily age dependent i think it's experience dependent and i think after you've been through enough relationships or dated enough people i think you get a reality check about what really makes sense and what's going to actually bring you happiness there there definitely is the, the type of person that quote unquote settles, right? But what I'm saying here is not necessarily settling. It's just like understanding like, you know, what's the ultimate goal that you're trying to get to. And there's no such thing as a perfect situation or perfect person. And the sooner that you acknowledge that, the sooner you can decide like what your perfect combination is like almost like if you can imagine like you know when you, like, you're ch- you're choosing mario kart carts and it has like oh the, those bars are yep. like handling uh, acceleration <laughs> yeah. weight whatever it's like there's no perfect car but you have to decide hey actually i i, I, pri- I prioritize this bar mm. more and of course those other things are going to be filled out but like how much of those other things are going to be filled out right okay. when you can get as close to what you think would make you happy then i think that's where you need to understand like hey it's okay that I don't have that other thing complete. Because at the same time, I think another thing that you learn through multiple relationships and through age is that you have a lifetime to develop things too, right? And you can learn how to increase a certain meter or you can, t- or, or teach that, you know, in your, in your partner. And if that other partner is willing to adjust and be open and, and like like you were they saying- want to like, grow
0: with you. If they grow with, with grow you, with you yeah.
2: yeah. It's like a relationship is living. It's not a snapshot of this is who you are. Forever and I have to make sure that who you are right now is who I'm gonna be happy with for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. That's what I think a lot of people in their 20s do. Mm -hmm. That's what I did for sure Mm -hmm. I would look at my girlfriend and I would say this is who you are right now I don't like it or this doesn't this is this isn't gonna work. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how am I supposed to know? Mm -hmm. You know like you can Mm -hmm. I mean obviously, you know You don't want to uh, extrapolate too far and blow things out of proportion but like sometimes like it's good to like give certain people the benefit of the doubt like I remember, I forgot who's, who told me, but it's like, you shouldn't date the person that you're with right now. You should be dating the person you believe that they're going to be. Is that, is that bad putting, advice? Without
0: putting too much pressure on them to be that person, though, that you want them to be versus their own individual Sorry, yeah. selves it's, and it's, their
2: goals. It's you know what they're, like, you you can t- you can tell from them what they what they want to be. Yeah. Right? Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, you shouldn't put expectations on someone, but, like, if they're telling you, hey,
3: I'm... I want to be something right. different than what I am. And now. we're all yeah. works in progress, right, right, right. So,
2: like, don't judge me for... Just this, right? right? Can't you see where I'm going? Yeah,
3: and that's very different than like meeting someone and expecting them to change or wanting them to change. It's like understanding that they have a personal thing they want to change and believing that. Y'all are so so mature right now. Uh, (laughs) I love
0: this. Mel, is this where you're at too?
4: Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) No, I was going to add to this because, like, as Phil was talking, then Jan added, like I think it's also very dangerous because I've been there before to date for someone's potential." Because I think what Phil's saying is that if they oh, express yeah. to you that I want to be this person, mm. then you're seeing that that's a belief or like a an actualization right. versus they're, like you're like, oh I think you have so much potential to be this, but then if they don't want that for themselves, right. it's a little different, you know? There are
2: definitely caveats to that. One is if they're saying they want to be something, you need to there needs to be evidence that they're actually
3: potentially could achieve doing that. that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. They can't just be like, dude, I'm gonna trust me, trust me, babe, I'm gonna be millionaire, but they're playing video games all night, yeah. mm-hmm. Right? At the same time, you also don't want to be putting that, like you believe it and and they don't want it. Yeah. Because then you're not being fair Mm -hmm. fair to either of you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Not to add add another dimension, but I think a lot of times we think about dating, we think about what is this person bringing to me? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that actually a person can encompass that is not about their partner. It's about admiring who they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Phil and I have actually a really great childhood friend where one of the things that he says that he loves his wife about the most is that he sees her care for others, even if it doesn't mean he gets that same level of care. But he admires it so much and he knows that's like a core of who she is. Like that adds to the attraction. That adds to like her character, right? So I think, again, to Phil's point of like it's maybe not an age. It is about experience. It is about different people you meet. Or even when you're single, the things that you notice that you value Mm -hmm. in seeing other people's relationships or thinking through in your singleness the things you do care about, Mm -hmm. that can add up to not just, again, what. I need to receive but also admiring someone for who they are yeah. right mm.
2: this gets really tricky too because obviously we're giving very broad yeah. advice and it varies from person to person like even this whole advice of like believing in someone that they can like that's dangerous too because right. i i know lots of friends m- mainly girls actually that stick with a guy who's just clearly not good for them mm-hmm. but they just believe in their potential or i think it, i think that's the whole like uh, archetype of like the bad bad boys and nice girls it's like The the, the good girls want to believe that they're going to come around or they're going to be different, right? And it's like, it's just so, yeah, like I think there's a very fine line. I always say there's a very fine line between a relationship that needs work and a relationship that doesn't work.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a
2: lot of people get that mixed up and they'll make excuses for, oh, no, 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 this is not a relationship that doesn't work. This is just a relationship that needs work. So I'm going to put in more work. I'm going to stick it out. When it's actually the opposite, they're like, "No, this relationship does not work. Stop putting in."
0: Yeah, that's
3: when you're wearing the rose-colored glasses and you don't see the red flags. Mm -hmm. Next question: What is the most attractive thing about a person, and what is the most unattractive thing about a person? And has your perspective shifted from your 20s to now?
2: There's just one Jay Z song. (laughs) Was it? Can I get in the morning? How's like what? What? (laughs) Can I get in the morning without giving you half of my dough? So there's there's yes, (laughs) very good, Janet. I'm very surprised. There's, there's a there's a female um, verse on that. Her verse was like, ambition makes me so horny or whatever. Mm. Right. And I was like, you know what? I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in my 30s, ambition is what makes me uh, very attracted to someone. Because it goes along with what we were just saying where it's like, oh, this is the future that they see for themselves, that they're working for themselves. So it's not just like pipe dreams, but they're actually mm-hmm. putting in the energy and the, the, the sweat into doing it um so when i see that i in the moment i'm attracted to that hustle Mm -hmm. and that that dream and then i'm also attracted to hey i believe that you you're going to get there so i'm also attracted to that person too Mm. you see what i'm saying so it's like it's like double it's like i get the present and the future you know what i mean Mm. so um that's what i like to project as well like i want to be be that type of partner as well but like in my 20s like that was definitely not something that I think about, it. and I actually feel really sad about that sometimes because I think about relationships that I had where my girlfriends at the time did have ambition and like they were saying, I'm going to go back to school for this, or I'm going to change careers for this. And I totally just didn't value that at all because I was like, yeah, but you know, we're not having fun right now, you know, or like, oh, but you're not giving me enough attention right now. And it's like, dude, like I, sh- I could have been, should have been more supportive along the way. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't value that. Yeah. So that's, that's something that I regrets too, too strong a word, but like, I know that I wasn't a good partner Mm. because I wasn't giving them that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll maybe say in a different way. I love it when a woman has like a personal passion and it can be a, a subject matter. It can be people, right? It can be all kinds of things, but I think not only does it add to the the relationship where they can teach me something and they have this drive that continues on, I think it also for me establishes that they have a level of independence, Mm -hmm. right? And and I value that because I also like my independence to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. So if they have their personal passion, I have my personal passion, I think that keeps us moving and growing as people, but, we also have that kind of natural attraction of supporting and respecting that passion that the other person has.
2: Was it like that in your twenties, though? No. So that's definitely
1: something <laughs> in my in my you know late twenties, yeah. going
2: to my thirties. I've always wanted independence, though. That's that's the uh, the baseline. Yeah. Like no matter what, all my all my girlfriends like I never wanted someone that was like needy, needy, and clingy. And is like, where are you today? Why are we blah, blah, you know like yeah?
4: Like, if, aren't you kind of needy? You're Me? Needy, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I. Had, this this sounds terrible. But like yeah, like we I had girlfriends like we both lived in L A. and I would see her like once a week, mm-hmm. and like because I was so busy and and that was enough for me.
0: You're saying Philip's needy of me? I think it's a little
2: bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was like at the times. This, Dude, time this remember...
2: girl was in Boston for like ten days. I was like chilling. No,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember because like we'll be on like tours and you're like I have to send a photo to Phil. I was, like why?
2: <laughs> oh, she's needed me. Oh, no, because, oh
4: I you know, just... because you expected. Like, you guys oh. check in a lot
1: as a couple. No, I think well, I think that's just because. We want to. I think one of the things in my 20s that is still a distraction today is I really value... The booty! Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No. Um, With someone who's really fun, right? Mm. Because I think as an extrovert, I really like the social scene. I like someone who can compliment me if we were a couple being out Mm. and... You know, almost like getting the energy up together. And again, I'm not saying you need to lose sight of those things. It's where does that fall on that ladder for you, mm-hmm. right? How much of a priority is it? And what does fun mean to you personally in your 30s, mm-hmm. right? I think that's evolved for me as well. You wanted the Manic Pixie. Well, yeah, maybe. The yeah. what?
0: The oh, the pixie. Manic Pixie. You never what? heard of this? Manic. Like a drunk Tinkerbell? No, ma- yeah. so man-
2: the Manic Pixie, Um, it's like basically there's, so- there's all these movies in like the 2000s and even before this, but like the term came up in the 2000s where – all these movies were about like these boring guys that were like lost and this exciting girl comes into the life and brings mm. them so much experience and mm. fun and they're like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like, come on, let's just go, let's just go do it, right? So for example, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. Garden State. Yeah. Um, like there's there's so many that are, that are like that. Mm, yeah. I can see that. And so like it was criticized later on of like, oh, like these are just writers that are just writing their Manic Pixie Dream. Oh, so Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, this girl doesn't exist. Someone who's like so fun, but is attracted to this like deadbeat loser, you know, like, doesn't make sense. Is Phil calling me a deadbeat (laughs) loser? Because uh,
1: I can sign off at any time. No, no, sorry. I was (laughs) explaining that. So on the flip side, the thing that's unattractive, um, I could probably say in a number of different ways. I don't like it when a person is two-faced and maybe Mm. that Mm. leads to someone who lies a lot, right? Mm. Because I feel like it's, It's twofold. One is obviously they are deceiving others. and um, Have you met people that lie? You you would be surprised. I think there are a lot of people out there that are either insecure Mm -hmm. or want to uphold a certain image that they'll act a certain way in certain settings. And then behind the scenes, they'll just like totally rail on those people that they said Mm. they were friends with or identify with. right? Mm -hmm. And to me, you know, I think for me, it's like I would then have this inherent fear, like, who am I with? Is this person right. tricking me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that could lead to bigger things down the line of like infidelity or yeah. mm-hmm. even me being deceived to agree or make decisions on something mm-hmm. where actually that other person is not in line with that. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, thankfully, I feel like I've never met any like truly like terrible people that I was like, that's unattractive. Uh, oh, if I, can't, like, if I can't like verbally spar with them, that's usually a letdown. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be able to like go back and forth quips or whatever. Manter? Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, Banter. I I have to. I have to have good banter, and and it's all and not not necessarily like it has to be like always intellectual things or whatever. But like I remember in in my my twenties, like I used to always have like the Target date, where it's like where you where you just go to Target or you just and just see like can you enjoy just shopping (laughs) at Target together and finding things to like talk about and share things through what you guys are Mm -hmm. shopping for. Like it was so simple, and it's like if we can do something this simple, then we can get along in like our daily lives right mm-hmm. so like that's kind of how um I, I i just good conversation
0: actually i think the first time that we had a target date i heard this from you before from like so you're something. trying really hard <laughs> and i just remember like oh my gosh this is the moment <laughs> <laughs> oh, is my, oh
1: my
2: gosh, he's taking me to target
0: <laughs> that means it's serious <laughs>
1: It's a test. Oh my gosh, I love Method products. They're so simple.
0: Not sponsored, by the way. I could tell you were also testing me because we what? went. You like took me into the Lego section and you were like, "Let's look at these." So you just, not like, excited I That's not
2: a test. That's literally what I do when I go to Target. I go to the Lego section, and if you don't want to enjoy that time with me,
0: Wait, I think the exit's like, right there. I think you were like extra, like. You know, like showy that day. Oh. Mm. So you're like, this is it. And I was like, okay, this is it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then we went home and made love. (laughs)
4: Skillshare is a sponsor of today's episode of Asian Boss Girl. In this episode, we interviewed Philip and Tim and discussed the topics of dating and love. We know it's been difficult for some of you singles out there with quarantine going on, but why not use this time to build on yourself? Skillshare offers tons of classes, content, and community
0: workshops to develop those interests and turn them into real-life passions and even desired qualities in a partner. They offer topics like easy yoga for self-love, or if you're feeling creative, interior design basics, or even something fun like learn piano in 30 days. Explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with classes from Skillshare.
3: Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com ABG and get two free months of premium membership. That's right, Skillshare is offering Asian Boss Girl listeners two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. Head to Skillshare.com ABG. This one is for the mamas and papas out there. We've all had to adjust to the new normal of wearing masks, always remembering to keep our faces covered when we leave our homes. But for my friends who are parents, I have heard that it has been a particular struggle to find a mask that your little ones will wear and keep on their faces. We are happy
0: to share with you all Crayola School Mask Pack. Each school mask pack comes with five comfortable cloth masks, so your child has a fresh mask with a new design every single school day. All masks are built with a 3D design, a form-fitting nose wire, and adjustable air straps. Their masks are machine washable and come with a mesh laundry bag for
4: convenient cleaning, and a calendar to track your daily usage so you and your little one can stay organized. As an added bonus, Crayola School Mask Pack will donate a portion of your purchase to a charity of your choice that supports kids who have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. We're recommending the Crayola School Mask Pack to you and all the other parents we come across. Get your family the Crayola School Mass Pack today at schoolmasspack.com abg. That's schoolmasspack.com abg.
0: Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change.
3: We talked about unattractive, maybe personality traits. What about physical traits? Were the things you found unattractive in the 20s? I'm
2: going to ask you all to answer that first. I want to know. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. What physical features of a man did you like in your 20s? And has it changed into your
3: 30s? Oh, now we're talking about attraction. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, versus unattractive. Let's just, okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. Physical attraction, I would say I've always... I like nice faces (laughs) (laughs) like like, no here's here's listen 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 okay all right all (laughs) these guys are
2: going i'm going to work out my face (laughs) tonight so it's true
3: okay because are you a body person or a face person i'm i prioritize face
2: okay what in the face
3: i like symmetrical pretty boy faces specifically
2: specific features in the face ever since your 20s eyes eyes (laughs) eyes nose lips (laughs) eyes nose lips cheeks skin
3: it's like the facial structure. Nostrils.
2: So it could be someone that has small eyes but good bone structure or big eyes and good bone structure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, it's it, like what it. works for their face. But got if it, got it's it. like,
3: I don't okay. know. All right. I Go mean, I have a less popular answer. I mean, it's probably pretty popular, but it's like not very PC. Go for it. Height. Uh, I do care about height. Yes, I mean, but talked... I have also
4: dated a lot of men who are on the shorter spectrum.
2: Right. We, we've talked, you've talked about this in past episodes. You didn't explain yourself. <laughs> it's all right.
3: What about you,
4: Mel? I've always found the forearms to be very attractive. I've always, yeah, it's just nice to look at. And they and they usually, they usually can work a nice watch. A lot of girls say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's the it's the most exposed mm-hmm. part of of the arm.
0: But
4: that's the same for your twenties and thirties. Yes. Okay. Are we talking about unattractive quality. Sure. Too? Yeah. I hate saying this, but like I think sometimes when I look at the, that stands out that's unattractive is like a. Bad smile, mm, yeah. What's
2: yeah. a bad smile?
4: <laughs> Ooh, I have one. My what? teeth, right? That works.
3: Um, oh. Also, I feel like in in twenties, I didn't care so much about hair for men. Oh, but now in the thirties, I think because it, to me, it's a reflection, a little bit of like hygiene mm. and style now mm. that I didn't mm. really care as. Also, much
2: not necessarily if they have it or not.
3: Yeah, 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 no, no. I've dated bald guys, but like, it's just more like if you if you show up and your hair is like, yeah, ugh, yeah, yeah. you know.
2: I see. <laughs> I see. That's that's why I wear hats. Yeah, Tim's like, oh Tim, looking good. All right, Helen.
0: Yeah, Helen. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I think I've always been attracted to someone's smile because I think you can tell a lot from someone's smile if it's like genuine. If they're you know, you can t- you can kind of like read into their soul from the- both their smile and their eyes. I that's will what say. I
4: said. You know, yeah. No yeah. kidding.
0: <laughs> he said forearm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to wear a nice watch. <laughs> um, but I think now, like. That's still important, but I think, maybe this not in my 20s is more like in your teens, mm-hmm. where it's like, boys didn't have that many physical features, but the older <laughs> that I got, the more it's like- We were blobs in high school. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right? Basically, you're like Gumby. Yeah. But now it's like, the, they have like, nice shoulders, mm. nice like, uh, you pecs. know, biceps, pecs.
2: Just listing literally- <laughs> Everything. Every part of the body. Cool.
0: <laughs> but like that now, now I see like if they take care of themselves, like mm. or care to take care of themselves, like that you know pops a little bit more. Right. And uh, in my thirties, I, I can see that.
1: Mine's I guess a little bit of what Mel and Helen are getting at. For me, it's the attractive thing is smile slash laughter, right? Because for me, like seeing someone who has joy in life mm-hmm. and like I can like mm. laugh about the small things with them as well as like the big whatever mm. things, right? That to me. Um, it gets me energized, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't smile at all, yeah, that's, that's my unattractive that. side, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, okay, you know, it sounds a little weird, but I definitely have dated women who would verbalize something being funny. Like, that's so funny. Oh, but and, then laugh. <laughs> and then not laugh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I dating a robot? Like, this is definitely not for me, right? I quantify that as humorous. Ha <laughs> ha ha, you scored a six out of 10 on the humor scale. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, you could go both ways. What's attractive to me versus unattractive. Question
0: for Tim. Um, what if she was like like an amazing girl, beautiful smile, terrible laugh? Oh, like,
1: like, like an obnoxious <laughs> laugh?
0: Sorry. Yeah.
1: I think I'd be okay with that. Okay. I think I'd be okay with that.
0: Have you ever dated a girl like that before?
1: Um, to, a, to a degree. Probably not like Janice from Friends yeah. or yeah, yeah. Fran Drescher, the nanny. Yeah. But, you know.
2: Let's take it back. What if it was a voice? How important is a attractive voice? Oh, like 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 a weird like cartoony voice or like I super mean deep people voice? are d- people are into different voices. So just one that you don't hmm. like. But they were perfect. I think for me, voice doesn't bother me as much as some other people. Okay, mm. I didn't get over it. I, I feel like we I feel like we're being very PC. Oh, the the smile, the the laughter. Right, what's no, your what <laughs> gets you going? What gets the blood pumping? <laughs> yeah,
1: actually, what does? I mean, I think. In the right setting, if a girl can look at me and give that like oh, smirk, want that, that smile, mm. like, um, you come get
2: me, but I want you to come get me, you know? That's no, what, but
0: that's what Mike Bo said during our hope, episode 58 throwback. Oh. No, so I, I
2: understand that, but what I'm saying is that that requires an interaction already. Mm. Just as a as let's put on Walking the male the, the male gaze. Ugh. The male. I'm Walking sorry the for the male gaze. I think when I was in my 20s, I didn't think about legs as much. Mm-mm as much mm. and now I, I definitely appreciate like legs and also backs now i like a, i like a nice back
4: mm.
3: and those are all qualities that helen, helen has. has is helen that where has, you, yeah, the you
4: appreciation develop <laughs> no no thanks guys.
1: those are also qualities i have that's why we're talking <laughs> right. this i hope this doesn't come across the wrong way for me i think there is some component of like proportionality Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like no matter what your your body shape, body type is, you can still have some proportionality within that. You know, again, let's maybe reference these um, Hollywood music videos. It's like, oh, let me have like super big boobs or super big butt, yeah. but then the rest are like so proportionally off. Like, for me, that's not as attractive, yeah, yeah,
2: right? So, again, it, it it can work with different body types, body shapes, and yeah. proportionality. That's why that. I think when people are like, oh, I'm, just, I'm like a butt guy or I'm like a boob guy, I'm like, I don't get it. It's like, no, it's got to be, it's got to work with everything that's there, <laughs> right? Mm. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's very simple-minded to just be like, I see boob, I like. <laughs> I feel like
0: that's Wait, really boobs dumb. boobs or butt, go.
2: Butt.
1: Butt.
3: Mm. Oh, interesting. But
1: it used to be boobs. It has evolved for me from my 20s to my 30s. <laughs> there
2: you go. Yeah. I think, I think what for, for me, the, like, it's because, like, you realize that boobs you can't really do much about, but, like, butt actually shows that you can, like, you can actually change that.
0: Oh, it's a muscle yeah. versus fat, you're mm-hmm. saying. Right. Boobs, totally. People, a lot of people. Okay, that, yeah, sure, today. for sure.
2: But I'm saying, like, if someone takes care of their butt, you can tell that better than if someone takes care of their boobs. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: All right. So think back to all of the dates that you've been on. What is the worst date you've ever been on and why?
2: I haven't been on that many dates to be honest. Tim and I are very different. Like I I I was not I was not a um I don't want to say serial dater, but like I was not a prolific dater. Like if I I would go on dates with girls that would only become my girlfriends, if that makes sense. Mm.
3: Did you ever have a bad one of those dates?
2: I did have a couple of bad dates with a girl that I I was interested in. The reason why it was bad is just it was just bad conversation. I just couldn't get anything out of this girl. Give us whatever. an example. I don't remember. I just remember like it was just so boring like we were playing pool and like there's like we we're just playing pool you know mm. and then like there's just no one's talking and
0: did you try it was just... of course
2: yeah but i think yeah thinking back i think she had she was like still hung up on like her own baggage and stuff so like i don't think there was just no chemistry but it's like we still tried
0: mm-hmm. how about for you tim
2: okay so i went on a
1: date once with this girl and we met online and we decided like let's go to a place that has a little atmosphere Um, but since it was one of the first times we had hung out, we'll go and get some drinks like very easy, maybe takes the edge off a little bit. Makes sense. Right. So we go to this, um, tiki themed bar. Right. So lots of cool, you know, decor everywhere. There's like a little bit atmospheric music and actually the bartenders and the owner are like thematically in, you know, like Hawaiian gear and they're like Mm -hmm. playing up the theme. Right. So it's like really good people watching perfect atmosphere to like break the ice. So we started talking, it was going really well. And we of course had a drink, right? And after the first one, I of course asked like, oh, like, do you want another drink? We don't have to, we can also like walk around. All right, this is in San Francisco, very small, easy, like uh, walkable city. And she goes, oh, let's have another drink. Like I can drink a lot. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) So we order another drink. And I think the one thing that is the common known trend is that Tiki drinks are very tasty, but they can also be very strong because Mm. they're so sweet, right, you don't actually taste the alcohol. So, okay, we're now about three drinks in, and, um, you know, it's fun. It's, like, playful, getting along pretty well, and we're like, let's go to another bar. We've been here for long enough. So we start walking outside, and you can just tell there's this, like, change of the guard where the alcohol is, like, brewing, and it's hitting her. So it, it went from this, like, sweet conversation to this somewhat blackout drunk girl, like, punching me in the face while we're walking. Um, at one time, at one point in time, she like, uh, Mike Tyson bit my ear, <laughs> um, tried to force me to give her a piggyback ride. And it was just a mess, right? I mean, I God. was so turned off by this like, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. <laughs> and so we, I eventually did walk her home because she didn't live too far away. And it was actually my excuse to say, let's stay together, but not go to another bar. Yeah. Right, so just keep walking. So I drop her off and she actually asked in her kind of like drunken state, uh, was that fun for you? And I was like, why don't we talk about it tomorrow? Yeah. And I actually then texted her the next day and said like, oh, you know, I'm not really sure if we're on the same page of our alcohol tolerance and what we like to do from a nightlife perspective. And we kept in touch a little bit from there, but um, maybe you call it quick judgment. I just kind of had that feeling that we weren't the same person, right? Yeah, because so yeah,
3: I, I, I kind of <laughs> ended it from there, yeah. Mm. Now we see your your fear of, uh or what did you say? Two-faced was one of your... Things that you found. Yeah.
1: Like surprises are fun
3: sometimes.
1: (laughs) Um, I also have been uh, somewhat catfished actually on a a dating app. Yeah. Um, She was who she was in terms of personality. She actually had used her roommate's photos. (gasps) Oh,
3: that is not. Yeah. Did her
1: roommate know? I don't know, actually. I never really asked her that. I was just so shocked when I met her. Um, So basically her photo looked like she was, let's say, some type of Asian, Caucasian mix. And she turned out to be Latina. And she didn't look, you know, ugly. Was it close? <laughs> it it was That's the thing. It wasn't close. I mean, I literally went into the restaurant slash bar and could not figure out who it was. Yeah. Until she had like basically chased me down. Well,
0: what did she say? Was she just like surprise?
1: She basically said like, "Oh yeah, I really like my roommate's pictures, and I figured we meet in person pretty soon anyway." Oh what? my god! And that's I would the have thing. Been that's the thing. Like
0: that's not
3: okay.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to my whole thing about being deceived, right? Yeah. I was immediately checked out and the date was like 40 minutes long because i was just like not into it you even gave her 40
3: minutes i would have been like like, i'm sorry i showed up to this date for this person right here on my phone and this is not the person i'm talking to (laughs) wow
2: fire beware (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad i don't have to deal with these things
3: okay so we've heard about some of the bad dates you've been on Mm. what um is the best date that you've ever been on
1: so for me, I'll preface it by saying, I think this date was very give and take for both of us, mm-hmm. right? We both added into the night as it progressed. So I actually had met this girl at like a friend event, you know, a week before we actually went on our first date. And so we already knew each other. We had already gotten some common, like, you know, baseline chemistry, right? We knew there was some attraction there. And so we had set a date to go, to go out on. The main part of the date was actually just to go to dinner. Right So I' made a reservation at this like pretty nice restaurant, but it's like a more contemporary modern place, so it's not too stuffy. And I was really into this girl, right? I just felt like, man, we have so many compatible traits, so I really wanted to wow her. So the day of, I actually sent like a small bouquet of flowers to her house. Oh my God. It, <laughs> for in the card, I actually just wrote the word "See you tonight," so I didn't even sign Aww. it, because obviously she's seeing me, right? Yeah. So she got flowers, you know, like later in the afternoon right? She got ready and then we met up for the dinner. And the dinner was great because much like this podcast, it was very like asking each other questions. Like both of us were generating a lot of dialogue. Mm. It got to the point where the dinner was about like three hours long and she had anticipated to end at that point and we would maybe say goodbye. But it was going so well, she actually asked me if I would be comfortable going with her to her friend's birthday party which i thought was like a really big move um and actually we had dressed up for dinner it's like sure let's go so we went and i probably just missed this at the very like forefront of her inviting me but it turned out her birthday her friend's birthday party was at a club so we basically went clubbing for like an hour and a half two hours with her friends it was a uh, you know again like i wanted to give her space but she integrated me in the group and it was a lot of fun and we were both kind of tired at that point so we're like okay let's let's just like leave right uh, and again i thought the day was over but you know a very solid date in terms of a lot of interaction yeah but she said you know she definitely prompted this which made me feel really good she's like i don't want this night to end so, so we, we actually, actually went back to my apartment <laughs> and got my car <laughs> okay I had to make sure that came out quickly quickly um <laughs> and we drove to twin peaks in san francisco which is like oh. a very scenic area and it was so freaking cold right like super windy crazy hmm And luckily, I had, like, this one, like, blanket that we could, like, sit under. And we just kept talking.
0: Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps it in his car. Well,
2: it's for
1: emergency, guys. I mean, like, you know, what if you get caught on the side of the the road? With Um, a girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end of that, you know, it it was getting pretty late. So then, you know, I took her home and dropped her off at home. And I guess, like, for me, if I had to recap, it was, like, we had a really set events and it was romantic on its own, but it was like this thing where there was a little bit of unpredictability. Mm. There's a lot of, again, good dialogue, give and take. Like we had both emotionally kept the date alive, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have to be extravagant from like a dollar spent perspective. For me, it was more like we were both all in for, mm. for that night. So that's one of my, you know, best date stories.
0: Where, where is she at now?
1: Well, she's married with child, so... <laughs> Hey, guess it wasn't oh. a very good date. <laughs> uh, no, 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 it was good. I mean, we 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 tried to make it work, and yeah. through actually, again, the things we talked about earlier, really trying to understand each other, there were some things that we both prioritized, mm-hmm. and eventually couldn't get to that level where we agreed on those things or could deliver on those things. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so two faced. <laughs> How about for you, Philip? I yeah, Philip. What, what was your best date that you've ever had? <laughs> It was with Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Next been? question, please.
2: <laughs> no, I think like it. I think what Tim says is I, I can't think of one particular thing, but it's 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 those times when yeah, like that keeps going. Yeah, mm. and it's not because one person's forcing it, but it's like there is always that that one not not awkward, but that one moment of like hesitation. Is like I want this to keep going. Do they want it to mm-hmm. keep going? And I think when both people feel that. And they're both and you feel you feel that mutual relief that they want to keep going. Uh, that's always nice. And I think I've I've felt that definitely through different courting periods, I guess. And I think like when I was like younger, like in the twenties, like it was like really simple stuff. It's like, yeah, like you're getting Boba, you're you know, you're getting Froyo or something. And, you know, as you get older it, it turns into, you know, like like early on with like Helen, like we would start at like in one bar and then we would go dancing at another one keep buying drinks you know and you end up at another spot another spot and it was always nice to feel like both people wanted to be around each other yeah Mm -hmm. so it's it's simple yeah it's not like i i I think whoever's listening like you don't need to like try to wow them with like like spectacle and stuff like it's 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 best to be like authentic Mm -hmm. and 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 real and see if y'all can survive at that level first
0: actually i think the first date we went on it was like a there was a daytime part of it and then we kind of like we're like okay that was like the end of that and then you texted me and we're like what are you doing for dinner tonight yeah, yeah. i was just yeah. like mm. okay what <laughs> so what you, what'd you we, we, just, we just went, went running run. yeah we went yeah.
2: jogging we strangers um, went the again park yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Strangers> <laughs> <laughs> basically and he then... was trying to
0: keep up with me it actually <laughs> was yeah. like strangers again
2: and then uh and then like after i dropped her off i was like oh i want to see her again and then i asked her like what are you doing for dinner and I knew she had no plans, because she's a loser, so... Wow! <laughs> Just kidding. Takes That's one to no one.
0: <laughs> 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 Dang, wow.
2: Off to the races on
1: this one, relationship.
4: And I pronounce you husband wife. <laughs> <one. laughs> Throw thing I, the, I think, uh,
1: the one thing I would almost emphasize between Phil's story and my story, even if it's not extravagant, there's still effort involved. Yeah, yeah Right? Yeah. Like, be deliberate. This is not about, like, oh, it'll work itself out. I mean, I think women
2: appreciate, men appreciate
4: that effort being put in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you don't have to, like, get a hot air balloon. Right. Yeah. But, like, at least know what restaurant you're going to. Right. Totally.
4: What's the best dating or relationship advice you've given to a close girlfriend? I mean, Phil, so you have given me advice when I was going through a breakup. Do you remember anything?
2: Did I? Did I yeah, did I? Do you remember anything? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't remember, that probably wasn't good advice.
4: I remember, it was like a real moment for me because I think oh, I
2: gave you an epiphany. You did nice. actually.
4: I know, right? Um, but you said that like a lot of guys are going like. Let me mention early. Like a lot of guys are going through things, and mm-hmm. people work in levels. Like you know, they can't hop from level seven to ten. They have to go through and like unlock these certain levels. Mm-hmm. It's like unlocking the sense of maturity and emotional awareness yeah. that guys, unfortunately, learn through relationships and experiences. And for me, I think it was so frustrating because I am like, why can't he get it? Why do- why doesn't he just want to commit all this stuff? You are like, maybe he's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you're giving me that example of like unlocking levels, the visuals. Yeah, and you said you said that that's how you learned through mm. multiple relationships yeah. to get to where you are. And
2: I think it's hard for like people in general to hear when it's like, oh. I was just the lesson.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. Mm. I wasn't
2: the, the destination or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Yeah, that's all sucky to feel. But you have to think about this, that whoever you do you end up with, there were lessons that led that person to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it it's a give and take. You're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna get it some, some mm-hmm. at some point, but then you also have to like be okay with you know, letting some people go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is probably something you have
1: to get very uh, personal in, in terms of this, this comment. But I think oftentimes, especially when you're the one being dumped, you think about like, what did I do wrong? Or what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I think it's more about like, what wasn't working in the relationship? If you are able to remove yourself emotionally, you start to see the signs of maybe we're, we weren't actually connecting on a deeper level. Or maybe I wasn't valuing this about them, or they weren't valuing these things about me. And so it's a little bit more of separating this idea of like you are something wrong or you did something wrong, versus like the relationship had holes and maybe maybe you can identify them, or maybe you won't. But at least you should give it that attempt, right? That's like something I think about in terms of uh, a breakup and maybe not being being so obvious of why it didn't work.
4: Mm. All right. So you know, this is this is an episode kind of comparing twenties and thirties. You know, as you guys are in your thirties, do you feel jealous of younger men?
2: I feel like based on everything we just said, I think it's pretty clear that I I don't feel jealous whatsoever because we have so much, we have grown so much. Mm. Um, We're not putting up with the same bullshit. We're not as lost. We're not dealing with the same insecurities. I've... I'm so not jealous of my 20-year-old self. I like how yeah.
0: you're saying we, and Tim's probably like... Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I agree. I wish I had, I wish I had my 20-year-old
1: metabolism. <laughs> That's for sure. Maybe a twist on that question. I think sometimes I feel like I'm doing the right things, and maybe if a younger woman isn't recognizing those things, I can get a little bummed out, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that that is where that spectrum of dating comes into play, right? You date someone quote unquote more mature they might recognize some of those like (laughs) simple day-to-day things that actually are really important and i'm maybe consciously making that effort um so again I, i agree i'm not jealous of younger men or my younger self but more like there comes a point in everyone's life where they recognize certain things versus they won't recognize certain things so yeah
3: ABGs and ABBs, we're not going to deny the fact that we're living through difficult, uncertain times. Even though all three of us check in with each other, we also know how important it is to speak with a trained professional. Taking care of our mental health is extremely important, and talk therapy is a method we've all been using. We are partnering with BetterHelp, an online counseling service available to our listeners worldwide. They access your needs and
4: match you with a licensed professional therapist with whom you can communicate through messaging, phone calls, or video sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. These past few weeks have been quite challenging for me and having my weekly video sessions with my therapist have been something I look forward to.
0: BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp.com ABG10, that's Better H-E-L-P, and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's Better, H-E-L-P, to claim a special offer for ABG listeners, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash ABG10. Sending all our ABGs and ABBs love. We hope you're doing okay. As we're entering into an age of supporting the smaller businesses, ask yourself, why have I always stuck with the same network provider? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, Maybe there's an alternative that will provide the same premium network coverage, but at a fraction of the cost. Well, there is.
3: Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides everything online and saves on retail locations and overhead costs, then passes those savings directly onto you. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan
4: and keep your same phone number, along with all of your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/abg. That's mintmobile.com/abg. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/abg.
0: Thank you, to so, so much, Tim and Philip for being here with us today, sharing all the juicy dating details and love details of yours. We've learned a lot about you both, uh, and we really appreciate it, especially as our first pair of men to be on this podcast in their mid-30s. So thank you for your sage advice.
2: So wise. Dude, we loved it. Yes. yes. I'm not sure if anything was helpful, but... Hopefully yeah. entertaining. We're going to do the 40-year-old version of this in a few years. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to hear this and be like, oh, my God, we're such idiots. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we have some partnerships that we are happy to share with you all. So look for links and codes in our show notes. And for more partnership discounts, head to our website at asianbossgirl.com slash partners. We also have a new line of merch out, our summer
0: 2020 collection. You can get yourself the badges tee, all-lids tee, a classic canvas tote, and a variety of fun pins. Head to asianbossgirl.myshopify.com to get yours today.
3: You can find us on all the podcasting platforms. We are Asian Boss Girl. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a rating and review. If you'd like to support us through monthly donations, you can do so at anchor.fm slash Asian Boss support.
0: We are also very active on our social. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. If you resonated with today's topic, if you're an ABB in your mid-30s, or even if you're in your, you know, 20s or teens and learn a lot from our guests, screen cap the podcast, Tag us, and we will reshare on our IG story. You can also find us on YouTube, where we have started posting some videos. Subscribe at Asian Boss Girl.
3: And thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one. Catch you all in the next episode.
1: Later!